Good morning, FGCU Swoon fans, and welcome to a Monday morning edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page, where friend Alex and I will be hosting a football discussion this afternoon, so please pay attention to that, and uh, you never know what to expect on the uh, Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Well, if you can tell by the shirt today, it's got to be something FGC-related, and uh, it is. So joining us from Florida Gulf Coast University is the FGCU head coach of the swimming program, Dave Rollins. Dave, uh, you ready for the uh, swimming season to start next week? Absolutely. Yes, I have been I have been ready for for weeks it seems like at this point for it to get started. Yeah, just yeah, it feels it feels a whole lot better that the uh, season started in September instead of last year in November, which uh, I'm sure threw everybody into threw everybody off kilter, right? Yeah, absolutely. It made it for a long, uh, long semester last year uh, at this time. But yeah, we're excited to get going next week. Yeah. So one. So before we dive into the upcoming season, yes, I said that. Dive into the upcoming season. Let's. Uh, I appreciate. One, let's talk about one athlete we both enjoy, and that's uh, Petra. And uh, obviously, both of us saw Petra compete at the Olympics. I mean, it was. So much fun seeing her compete in Tokyo. I mean, uh, what I don't know if you, uh, what did she say about competing, representing her country at the NFGCU at the Olympics? Well, it's the it's the highest honor an athlete can have in in our sport is representing their country at the Olympic Games. Um, you know, in her minds. Uh, she feels like it's just the first one, you know, she has plans of, of going to the, to the next couple, but uh, you know, it's always good to get the you know, air quote, the first one under your belts, you know, that's, it's different. It's uh, no, obviously if you've never been there before, you know, the atmosphere, the, the way, you know, the transportation, the way you're living, who you're staying with, how you're eating in the dining halls, all this kind of stuff is completely, uh, completely different. So it's great. It's a great experience for for her, and, and quite an honor for for her and her family, for sure. Yeah, although yeah, even with the COVID restrictions that went in place for the twenty twenty games, I'm sure the Olympic stage was still the same as it always was for all swim all athletes, no matter if you were swimming, running, or playing or playing hoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's still the Olympics, you know, regardless of. There's no fans in the stands or, you know, whatever the, the various restrictions might have been, you know, it's still, still the Olympic Games and, you know, the athletes still want to do their best. Did Petra, did, what did Petra think about competing without fans at the Aquatic Center? Um, well, she didn't really have anything to compare it to. So, you know, the whole uh, previous Olympics, I mean, just like everybody else who'd seen it on TV. Um, so for... For her and this this games, it was just kind of a continuation of of the whole season where we didn't have uh, fans at events. So it wasn't anything she wasn't used to. Um, but I know it was uh, the atmosphere is obviously different when you know it's just the the athletes in the stands versus when you have you know fifteen thousand people watching you compete. I mean, even when the uh, 
when the U.S. swim trials took place in Omaha, there were decent crowds there. And uh, no matter if you've got a few thousand or 20,000, any fan support in the stands is is useful, especially when (laughs) that lactic acid's building in your legs. Yeah, yeah, if you can hear that noise, you know, it's a lot better than the noise inside your own head. So, you know, anytime you can get somebody cheering for it is a good thing. Yeah, speaking of the Olympics, it, the the finals took place at night in Tokyo, but like 9, 10, 11 a.m. here. Do you, was that anything unusual, the Petro? Did you like have different meet times? Because like seeing your, Meet times. Most of your meets. I mean, yeah, there's there were a couple of meets that started somewhat early in the morning, but most of them started like early mid afternoon. Yeah. So mostly it was an adjustment in training. Um, you know the, the so they had finals in the morning in Tokyo, so they were live here uh, at night. Actually, right. the other way around. Yeah, the other way around. So it was morning in Tokyo night here, the preliminaries were the morning here night in Tokyo. I'm like, I Yeah, and it's, uh, for, uh, I think it's a 13 hour time difference for uh, for Fort Myers to, to Tokyo. So um, it's a little, it was a little different, but you know, the training was more geared towards making sure that she was ready to swim at her best in, in the mornings. Because um, that's when, you know, the finals, semifinals, all that kind of stuff were, were going to be. And she always performs well at night anyway. Um, so just making sure that she was you know, up and ready to go. And they they had, um, I know she had a, at least one meet, maybe two, where she was uh, preparing for you know a morning finals, whether it was her national championships or, or whatever. So she had a little bit of experience with it. But uh, yeah, I think it was, I mean, it's, it's different, but Again, it's it's the Olympics. If you can't get up and get get going at ten o'clock in the morning, then you know we gotta we gotta figure something else out. Yeah, it might be it might be uh, three a.m. or ten a.m. In, in your home country, but uh, the Olympic stage can get anybody away. Yep, absolutely. So, did you like flip her training schedule? Because we've seen we've heard like many athletes like flip their training schedule and like walk and like almost use the, if they were swimming in the morning that they would basically stay up all night and swim in the morning. But I don't think you could get up at like, because if you, let's say got a 10 a.m. meet, you probably got up like she, all the athletes probably got up what, five, five, five thirty in the morning. Yeah, I mean, for for her, so, she, I mean, she she was home uh, back in Hungary and you know, trying to figure out what her best training schedule is going to be. I was very fortunate that, you know, she had a lot of flexibility with the facility where she was training and, um, you know, the access at different times. So, uh, no, she wasn't, she wasn't staying up all night <laughs> and then having to. I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean staying up 24 hours. I just mean flipping instead of sleeping in the, Sleeping at night, sleeping sort of during the day. No, I think um, the more normal you can keep everything. I mean, your your body adjusts when you travel. I mean, they traveled a couple of weeks ahead of time to get out to Tokyo, um, so they had plenty of time for their bodies to adjust to uh, to the new time zone. Um, but no, I think the more normal you can keep things, 
the better. So, you know, she knew she was going to be racing at maybe it was like 11 o'clock or something like that in the morning uh, in Tokyo time. So all of our training was kind of based on, uh, based kind of around that. Yeah. And looking back to the Olympics, it was, it was sort of unusual seeing like different results. I mean, obviously at every, at any Olympics or world championships, you see upsets, but there were a couple, but the, watching the Olympics, there seemed to be a few more surprises than usual, right? Yeah, which is, uh, you know, which is great. Sometimes in, in the U.S. we get, um, I want to say spoiled is the right word, but uh, our expectations are higher for the American athletes because they're more familiar with them. Um, but when you get on, on a world stage, uh, you know, sometimes there's people that you haven't necessarily been paying attention to who are capable of doing some really cool things that, that surprise you a little bit. But, um, but no, I mean, there's definitely a lot of phenomenal swims all over the place for sure. Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, unlike the, unlike the uh, 2016 Olympics, it seemed like Australia brought, brought a whole cast of not just swimmers, but more, but more importantly, sprinters to the meet. Yeah, Australia's been, they've been getting after it. They, they've always had really good swimmers, and I think they're... I, mean, I don't know if they're thing, figuring it out as a as a country, but figuring out how to stage when their trials are going to be leading up to leading up to the games to make sure that their athletes are at their best for for both opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. One issue that Australia faced potential at the 2016 Rio Games was that it seemed like all of Australia's swimmers were in a, were not at their best when at the Tokyo meet. Australia's national Olympic trials and America's national trials took place concurrently. So Australia was and America was sort of ready for the for the meet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think it also benefited Australia that they're in similar time zones, uh, close. I mean, Tokyo's maybe either I don't think it's the same time zone, but it might be one or two hours different. Um, so I mean, they, they definitely benefited from from that aspect as well, from a travel standpoint. But uh, they they did a phenomenal job. I mean, England did a great job too. Great Britain had a had a fantastic meet as well. <laughs> yeah, talking talking about Australia for a sec. Uh, did you see how many medals? Uh, who was in uh, Emma McKean won seven. Yeah. seven. Seven. Yeah, no, she's yeah, she she's legit. She's an amazing swimmer for sure. And uh, another and one we both and uh, of course, uh, how about Miss Titmus and Ledecky in the uh, couple meets in the four and eight hundred, especially. Yeah. Uh, the, she, did, uh, she did a great job. I mean, Ledecky has been the class of the field since two thousand twelve. You know, for the last nine years, I mean, she's been the gold standard for women's distance swimming, and you know, it only it's only a matter of time before. You know, some people start to, to close the gap and, you know, it took it's almost, a, she, I don't know if she set a world record or almost set the world record in order to, in order to win. Um, but then I think that was Katie's second fastest time ever, or maybe third fastest time ever. So, I mean, it's not like she, it's not like she wasn't, you know, swimming at an elite level herself. I mean, they, those two women were doing, a, going head to head in that 400 was, was quite the race. Yeah, maybe maybe one of the best races of them. I mean, it seemed like Tipmans and Ledecky pushed each other 
to a great time because when you've got one competitor, great competitor, it can get a little boring, but two, it just gets more out of them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No. Uh, Thinking back to some of the uh, relay to some of the meets, and uh, of course, Great Britain won the uh, men's four by two hundred meter relay. I think, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, who was it? Adam Peating does what he always does: wins the hundred breaths. I mean, it seems like if you get Adam Peating at the Olympics, you might as well just say he's going to win. It's a question whether he breaks the world record or not. Right. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's been like, like Ledecky was for women's distance. He's been the gold standard for men's sprint breaststroke for a long time as well. And then uh, a little like a Ledecky on the women and Kitman's on the women's side. How about uh, Bobby Fink uh, winning the 800 and 1500 meter free throw? Yes, I said 800. First, you know, the men's 800 and women's 1500 meter freestyle at the olympics what took so long right. for those events to be on the card but we'll save that for another show <laughs> right the florida boy it's from st petersburg yep that the university of florida yeah that was that was really cool to see his his race strategy and the way he attacked that last you know 100 you know 75 meters was I and mean, that was that was incredible I mean, and then you look at the Italian of uh, Palatrini, uh, yeah, went, yeah. went out so aggressively, and I'm like, Bobby, Bobby Fink doesn't have a chance. And then I saw the last hundred, and I'm like, Fink is, and go. I'm like, Fink is going to win this race because we know he's a great finisher. Yeah, and he brought he brought a whole nother level, you know, the, at the games. That was his last fifty of his eight hundred, and his last fifty of the fifteen hundred were. Those were those were real fast. He was moving. Yeah, from one fast skater to another. How about Caleb Dressel? I mean, if anyone could replace Michael Phelps in the water, I'm not saying Caleb Dressel's Michael Phelps, but he's not that bad. No, he's no, he's really good. And I know um, I mean Caleb doesn't I mean he doesn't compare himself really to anybody else. He just wants to be the best best version of himself that that he can be. But um yeah, he's He's on another level when it comes to, to some of these swims. I mean, he was pushing that hundred fly by Milok. Um, maybe maybe he was surprised that Milok went that fast, but both guys going under 50 seconds. That was that was fun to see. But when he got down and he got into that 50, um, I mean, the 53 was was incredible. Uh, he won. I don't know the exact amount of time, but I think the uh -huh. his winning 48 hundredths of a second. Yeah, that was. That was big. And then the hundred free, um, you know, getting the, getting the, I would say a touch out's the right word, but I mean, he, he, he got his hand on the wall. He did, he did his job. Yeah. You could see Kyle Chong was catching dress on his like, is he going to run out of, is dress yeah. going to run out of time or will Chong? Ran, ran out of pool. Ran out of pool. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dressel won. The 50, 100 free, set a world record in the 100 fly, and then won the four by one. And then how about to close out the meet, help set a world record in the four by one medley relay? Yep. I think they're in like lane one or lane eight. They're on the outside. And they just, they were just sneaky. You know, everyone usually looks at the middle of the pool and there the Americans go. 
you know, leading off, I'm pretty sure it was Ryan Murphy leading off and, you know, with Dressel going on, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be a tough out for anybody, but, you know, they did absolutely a great job setting the world record. Yeah, you know, and uh, the key leg for that uh, world record leg was Michael Andrew because everybody was, because everyone was worried about Adam P against Michael Andrew, and Andrew performed well. He kept the U.S. in the race, and then when Dressel and Apple got in the pool, it's like game over. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Duncan Scott is not a bad butterfly. He, I think he met him like the, uh, yeah, he got, he got second in the 200 IM and I think, and uh, Silva in the uh, 203. So he's a really good swimmer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Great Britain had a phenomenal relay. I think they, their, their backstroke just keeps getting a little bit faster and a little bit faster. And then, I mean, the rest of that relay is, I mean, that's going to be, That'll be a fun one to watch for the next few years. Yeah, if uh, Luke Greenbank had been uh, even a three quarters of a second faster, it's a different race. Yeah, but as you know, in swimming, three quarters of a second—that's that's a that's a lot to ask in a, in a hundred. Was there one race that you remember? I mean, obviously Petra, but one race you remember from Tokyo more than any? Um. I mean, the men's 53, I think, uh, seeing Brazilian Bruno get a medal and just his celebration afterwards of just how excited he was. I mean, you, could, you couldn't tell that he didn't win. You know, getting a medal for him was as good as getting a gold medal. And I think that's, that's something that I mean, we should all kind of embrace and, and celebrate, you know, regardless of your actual finish. If that, that is the best that you have ever done, that is your that is your gold medal moment. And I think he ended up third, but I mean, for him, he might as well have been been first. I mean, that was that was really cool to see. I mean, you see the seeing these athletes perform at the biggest stage is incredible. I mean, whether I mean Bruno. Yeah, Caleb Dresser got all the notoriety for winning the gold, but I think Bruno just showed how much a medal means, whether it's gold, silver, and bronze. To come home from the Olympics with any medal is a huge accomplishment. For Brazil, with without the swimming pedigree of Australia, Great Britain, or the United States, it just shows what athletes with that will, that determination, and that hunger can do absolutely so uh, now we had uh to your upcoming season and uh i'm glad to say it's somewhat normal <laughs> you're not starting in november like you did last year yeah yeah we get to get going here next week um you know we travel up to, to jacksonville north florida is opening a brand new facility and uh their coach has been telling me about it for for years and i told him you know, when they open it, we'll be there the first weekend. And, uh, you know, here we here we go. Open up their pool and we'll, we have a nice little invite to attend. Yeah, next next Saturday you will be in Jacksonville at the UNF Invitation. And then looking at the schedule, Vanderbilt is coming here in uh, middle of October. Then you've got uh, Miami in, in the Gables. You've got FIU and then you've got uh, – UNF and Georgia Southern come in here uh, middle of late November while a couple of your top swimmers will be in Atlanta that same weekend. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
It was all accurate. <laughs> hey, I've, hey, I've got the schedule right in front of me. What else would I be doing? <laughs> I'd be more impressed if it was just recalled, but that's all right. It's all good. And then uh, you've got Miami, uh, Illinois State late December, Miami starting off the new year, and FIU, and then North Florida again for Senior Day, February 5th. And uh, that same weekend, uh, your divers are going to be right where, not that far from where I used to live in Broward County in uh, the uh, – Cool Springs Aquatic Center. I spent three years in Tam in uh, Tamarack, and uh, I actually went to the aquatic that aquatic center for me. That's a good facility. Yeah, let me tell you the uh, I don't miss the traffic one bit, even though the this place <laughs> reminds me of a zoo. But uh, I don't miss the Broward County traffic. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. I'd much rather be on this side of the state. Yep, the, the people here are friendly, and uh, you don't have all the, you don't have eight lanes. You just have three. Yep. So tell me about some of the athletes you you've got this year competing. Well, um, it's not much different than it was a year ago. Uh, we our, our lone senior last year was uh, the NCAA granted everybody an extra year of eligibility. Um, so. Uh, that means that Petra gets to come back and compete for another year. Um, we have a, a small group of newcomers uh, this year. So we have uh, three freshmen, uh, Macy uh, from Georgia, Danny from New Jersey, and Nicole, who is a diver from the Orlando area. Um, then as well as uh, Brittany, who transferred from Arkansas, and Isabella, who transferred in from the Naval Academy. So those would be the new faces. Um, but it should be should be a really exciting exciting year with, with the crew we have uh, returning and knowing just you know where where we were a year ago to uh, to, to finish the way that we did and, and to have uh, have the crew back and, and ready to go. Uh, I'm excited to see see them step up and, and get racing. Yeah, do you think because you basically because everybody's back, it's like you can expect more because you've got even you've got everybody back and everybody's a year older, they've gone through whatever the the pandemic the last 18 months and now it's like every okay, we're ready, we're ready for a regular season. We're not ready for a condensed season that started in the middle of November. Right. Yeah, I think um I still we still have to be smart about how we're approaching things, right? You know, we just because we're we are gonna be racing more we're going to be racing earlier so we want to make sure that our, our training is is geared the way that it needs to be um but you know every every year is a little bit different you know every year presents its little challenges i mean obviously the COVID hasn't gone away so we're still you know following certain testing protocols and and various things so we still have to be be mindful of, of that um but it is nice being able to have a little bit more of a a year kind of like we've had in, in the fall of 19 you know, comparing to, to the fall of 20. So no, I don't think we can raise, I mean, you always want to raise your expectations, I guess, but we can't expect that anything's going to come, anything's going to come easy for us. What do you and Petra expect uh, out of 
each other this year because I'm sure she's thinking I can make I can make the finals of the of NCAA's after after representing my country at the Olympics, right? She's thinking I can make top eight at the, at the NCAA's. I mean, I think that's the goal is to is to be top eight in NCAA's. Um, you know, and just like you know any athlete, you want to make sure you're continuing to to get better and find ways to continue to improve. Um, so just making sure that we have those, those conversations. Um, but you know, I know she's she's excited for for her teammates as well. I mean, there there's there's a lot of really good uh, swimmers and divers that we have on on the roster, and I know uh, you know she's she's excited to, to see them and be able to, to compete with them for another year. What is one meet you're looking forward to the most? To the one meet you're looking forward to the most this year, or are mm-hmm. you just taking it one meet at a time? I mean, you got to yeah, you got to take it one day at a time. You know the old the old cliche, but um, I don't know. I like. I mean, I just I love meets. I love racing. You know, there isn't really one meet I'm looking forward to uh, more than others. I mean, the conference championship is always is always exciting. Uh, you know, he's always brings out the best out of everybody from every team. But uh, I would say our meet next week is the one I'm most looking forward to today. <laughs> and then after next week, I'm sure you're going to be saying the Vanderbilt meet at home on October 16th will be the most important one. Yeah, we'll have a, uh, I think the following weekend, we'll, we'll do some sort of inter-squad competition. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. I know the girls always love it when they can, um, you know, we'll break the team into two different teams, all the green and a blue. Uh, I know they really enjoy enjoy that competition as well. And then obviously Vanderbilt coming to town is, is great. Um, anytime we get to an opportunity to race the Power Five you know, conference school is is always a good thing. So yeah, that'll that'll be the next one. <laughs> just one at one at a time. The old cliche. Just take just take every meet one and just take every competition meet one at a time and then uh, see what the chips fly. That's right. As long as we can keep getting better from meat to meat, then we're doing the right thing. Hey, I mean, if you go, hey, if you go from trying to, hey, if you can improve two seconds in the 200-yard freestyle, yes, I said 200-yard because the NCAA uses yards instead of meters. Why you use yards instead of meters befuddles me, but we're not going to dive into that subject that's the way we're going to do it so thanks for hopping on coach and we wish you all the best and uh hopefully you all you swimmers swim and your diver and your divers go in the deep end of the pool Uh, uh, that would be ideal if our swimmers can stay horizontal and our divers go vertical we'll be we'll be good to go yeah just you just use dolphin kicks in three an extra twist on the uh, that's right on the board absolutely <laughs>